Hello, hello, and welcome back to the NFL on Fox. I'm your host, Joe Buck, and we are back watching the Tennessee Titans take on the Buffalo Bills in this first round wildcard game. The Bills have just scored. They are kicking off. They look to win their first uh, playoff game for pretty recently. Like, I don't see this Bills team going away anytime soon. The kick is up. The Tennessee Titans have it. Uh, they're running it back. Uh, it looks like there's a bit of a lateral, and the new Titans player who has it is running up the sideline. He appears that he is going to score, and the Titans will win this game. That is quite an astonishing finish, wouldn't you say, Troy Aikman? Well, yeah, thanks, Joe Buck, for being here. Uh, call, what, what a wonderful call on that play. Uh, play itself, I don't think anything to write home about, but, uh, but a really, really good job on the call there, Joe. I, I, I think you did, I think you really uh knock knock that one out of the park so so to speak that's a, i know i know that's a baseball term and this is a football broadcast but uh you know I, I think it's still it's still appropriate i did think it was quite a home run myself and i secretly long for baseball every day of my life but no, this was I, quite quite a finish and you'll probably see this one on a couple of headlines yeah, but you know pretty an incredible probably. finish speaking of incredible finishes the season finale of the simpsons will be playing tonight on animation domination <laughs> please tune in <laughs> And with that, the NFL on Fox is over, and we bring you your regularly scheduled program, Intentional Sounding, with Draw Play Dave Rapocho. Welcome back, friends! It is the Draw Play Podcast, and I'm here with Sam Grezis. Hello. I'm, I'm, How's it going? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, we got a lot of people tweeting at us about uh, famous sports moments they wanted uh, to see a Joe Buck call of. That was... I think that was the one we got the most. Yes, I, I got several different requests for the Music City Miracle, and I forgot yeah. about it the following week because I'm a dumbass who doesn't write shit down. <laughs> but I remembered, so hey, you there you go, friends. You didn't win a cast. I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this was a pretty good week of football. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was good. It, it also, for me... Good in terms of entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. Well, let, let's put it that way. A lot of teams kind of regressed to the mean, either in like they were over overperforming and then they kind of came back to earth. They were underperforming, and you know now they're not as shitty as we thought they were. Uh, that happened pretty much in ev every game this week, except for maybe the Rams game. And even then, like the 49ers put points on the board, which I'm not sure anyone was expecting. So. Yeah, football got started off to a really, really good start last Thursday, and everyone's yeah. kind of forgotten at this yeah. point because, I mean, so we're recording good. this on Wednesday, a mm -hmm. night before the next Thursday game, right. but last Thursday was pretty good. It Rams really 49ers, good. it was a ketchup mustard game, color rush. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked um, I liked the Rams jerseys, not, not so much a fan of the 49ers ones. The 49ers all black jerseys, they were all black, they weren't red. Uh, the all black jerseys just don't look good mm -hmm. i don't know there's yeah. there's just not enough gold going on right 49ers need more gold yeah that's like, always they're, yes. they're literally named after gold miners put some more gold Was... on the uniforms why why is red even one of their colors then shouldn't it be just like black and gold i know like the steelers kind of do that but like where does red come from is it like the the blood of the gold miners that's really morbid if you think about it You'd ha it has to be that, right? Yeah, I mean, or what maybe else they're could just like, mm, I don't know. 
Uh, the famous. We need gold. What goes well have? with gold? Yeah, it's the California Ruby Rush. Yes, <laughs> California Ruby Rush sounds like a really, really good indie band. It sounds like a good racing level. Ah, oh, the, the California Ruby Rush. California Ruby Rush. Yes, yes. It's like an. It sounds like an indie phone game uh-huh. where you basically control like an old gold miner running through mines it's and an everything, en- like an as a giant. Runner. Yeah, one button and you tap it to jump, and it's a minecart level. And you got to collect rubies as you go. Yep, and then at the end of the at the end of the game, you you get like knocked off of the tracks by Vernon Davis and then the game's over. Mm-hmm. This, uh, uh, we're putting a copyright on this right now. Yeah, TM, 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 Yeah, TM, TM, copyright, everything. It's ours. Do not steal. Original game, do not steal. Or or do, and then we'll sue the fuck out of you. I, I could go for that. I could go for some nice quality lawsuits right now. We, we are a famously litigious podcast, so don't, don't you, don't you fuck with us. We but yeah, correct. that game was really good. There was yeah, a yeah, lot was. of scoring. We, Rams, I'm so glad the Rams have kind of been able to put an offense together. And like, not just any offense, but like a really kind of exciting one. They're going to put points on the board every single week. I'm glad Todd Gurley's doing well because he's one of the more exciting backs in the league. Uh, especially after like last year where he kind of fucking sucked a big dongus i i it's really exciting to to watch them play i i think the nfl is better when the rams are good also hey shout out to sean mcveigh one a very very handsome man just the the most handsomest football coach um and in his first year with the team really just kind of finding a lot of success so yes Credit I'm still kind of wondering where the uh, Wade Phillips defense is. Yeah. Because yeah. Brian Hoyer and the 49ers really shouldn't be able to put up put almost up. 40 points. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the that's the problem, right? They will get scored on, which, to be fair, if every team were like that, the NFL would be so good. If every team had a pretty bad defense and a really good offense... I mean, I, I'd watch more games. Stop stop showing your fetish for college ball. Yeah, well, so yeah, I guess I didn't even put that together, but that is exactly what college football is, isn't it? Shoot. Yes, here's a bunch of dudes who are really fast at running and catching, and yeah, nobody and, can tackle. And Yeah, and tackling doesn't really happen. You get interceptions, but tackling, not so much. Not so yeah. much. Yeah, I guess, I guess so, wow, that... <laughs> I never really put that together there, even though it's completely true. I never really thought about it that way. So thank you for calling me out. Anyway, yeah, good no Thursday problem. night football game. It only took until week three, which I guess, I mean, that's... Isn't too bad. That's not too bad at I, all. I mean, I, I'm. it's probably going to be like another six games till we get another Before good one. Before we get another good one, yeah, of course. Well, we'll probably get two good Thursday night games this year, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. a third. Yeah. The third one is kind of a like a wild card right yeah yeah i do kind of hate the fact that the game more or less kind of ended on a little wet fart of a bad play call like not a play call penalty it was a non-existent offensive pass interference Mm -hmm. that just kind of killed the 49ers attempting to tie everything up drive and it just 
it it's one of those moments where you're like, yes, I'm super into this game. Uh, oh, I just thought of dead puppies and it's all gone. Well, that's the thing. I mean, they scored 19 points in the fourth quarter. The Rams were monstering them before the fourth quarter started. And then suddenly the 49ers all of a sudden made it was game. interesting. Yeah. 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 Which is always great. Like, I love that shit in football. Right? Like, that's that's the most exciting. Like, okay, you, you want to talk about that more? Fucking Giants-Eagles. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm sure everyone everyone was really, really happy um, making fun of me on that. But honestly, by the fourth quarter of that game, I was just happy that it became a game. Yeah. Well, Because right, well, unlike cause... the rest of you bitches, I watched that entire game, and for three Oof. quarters, it was shit. For three quarters, yeah, for 14 points scored in three quarters, and... I mean, both of them by the Eagles. So it wasn't a blowout, but it's just not a game. The Eagles got like one touchdown early and then didn't do jack shit for a while. The Giants got into the red zone a couple times and then just kind of messed it up. It was a terrible game. And then Odell caught the touchdown where he did the P thing. And then the game just suddenly opened up. Hey, yeah. The Eagles get the ball next. They, Giants immediately get a turnover, score on another fantastic Odell play. And then eagles go like three and out or something like that and the giants have a nice big long slant pass to sterling Shepard, where he mm. takes it to the house like 70 yards and all of a sudden the giants are winning when they've looked like absolute garbage all game the right. eagles were managed to tie it up they yeah. exchanged a couple field goals and then we had um typical giants failure to yeah. punt against the eagles yeah. which set up um yeah. some miracle plays yeah. at the end and the eagles won with them an amazing field goal yeah uh, the I- game got good yeah it was a terrible shit game for three quarters yep and i do i do want to do want to mention that so did you see the interviews that odell beckham did after the dog pee celebration when he was like i "I didn't i i tried to avoid it because i just i felt like i understood everything that was coming well, what he said I, I've was, seen it happen so many times at this point that I didn't feel like dealing with it and just did, reading more about it. He didn't apologize for it, which I was like, that's all. He was like, my team needed, my team needed a boost. My team needed a kick in the pants. So I thought I would do that the, the best way I knew how. And I mean, the, the unsaid portion of that is the best way Odell Beckham Jr. knows how to pump up his teammates is to pretend to be a dog and pee on the field. That's, that's yeah. what like. The asterisk is like he's talking about pretending to pee on the field like a dog there. But but the fucking th- – it worked, dude. It, it worked. worked. It worked. They scored two – they scored a lot of more points after the the fucking – the pee joke. The, the really it good pee them joke. It, it ramped them up. It fucking did. So here's uh, – like everybody – Odell's one of those players where you hate him – you love him or you love to hate him, that sort of deal. And, He's and the often, kind of player that when he is on your team, you absolutely love yeah. him and you're completely willing to put up with all of his shit. When you're not, you 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 hate it. You're just like, oh, or, like, eh. Or you waffle and between the I two. Was, I've you never like been, until Odell, I've never been on this side of that argument. Sure. I've always seen that player on the other team, like Des Bryant or something like that. It was so much fun to hate him or like mm-hmm. Deion Sanders, so much Travis fun Kelsey to hate him. I've never had that guy on my team before. And now it all suddenly makes sense. And I am mm-hmm. completely forgiving of every other fan base who's <laughs> ever, who has a player like that 
on their team. Sure. Because yeah. you absolutely, you really he is worth every fucking penny yeah. of his nonsense because yeah. he's the best thing on the field. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. When he did the pee thing, I was laughing my ass off. I knew the penalty was coming. I had no problem with the penalty coming no. because I was too busy laughing at it, how hilarious it was. It was so good. I wish I and like I wish the Giants had won that game so that it would be remembered more. The Odell Beckham P thing that kicked off like a really good comeback. We don't we're not gonna get a thirty for thirty on that now, which is a we're shame. Not, but but it's still getting talked about far more than yeah, it probably should be because course. of who it is. Of course. Of course. And I saw a fantastic segment on Beckham and this is just one of those things. Uh, it, I, it was on ESPN or whatever show Chris Carter is on now. Who knows? I, I forget mm-hmm. where he ended up. I think he might be on CBS. But Chris Carter, um, some other dude named Nick who's got kind of like a trim neck beard and some lady mm-hmm. were discussing Odell. And the lady was going in hard on Odell and how it was disrespectful and all that. And all the and all the shit, you know, yeah. all the same shit that all the pearl clutchers say yeah. every time a player shows too much personality yeah and carter basically for the first time i can remember said something really like insightful in that he's just like the only thing the only reason odell beckham needs to cool it on this is because the penalties hurt the team yep yeah not because like if he wants to fire the team up that's him Mm -hmm. and this is how he is like the the penalties come with the play if you neuter the personality you'll neuter the player so this is who he who he is and all the people who are mad at him and he was directing this at the woman who um by the way got totally owned and completely shut into herself because she had nothing to say it was just like (laughs) you want you're mad at him because he's not acting the way you want him to Mm -hmm. but the fact you have to sort of less take odell for what he is and just try and remind him like hey don't hurt the team. Be your antiky self, but do it in a way that doesn't hurt the team. Like, I don't know, playing around with the net on the sidelines. That doesn't hurt the team. The penalty does. So sure. It was just really fun. If you could find the segment yeah, where I, like, that, they, I mean, they take it down, really and you could just point. watch her just, like, like shrivel into herself, <laughs> like, clutching the pearls. It's really good. It's a oh, really man. good segment. I So something I want to talk about uh for this week's slate of games teams that we thought were just going to be absolute horse shit during like during the season uh the jaguars the jets um and to a lesser extent both the browns and the colts although they played each other this week so you know how much does that tell you yeah um not much uh Let's start with the Jags. Let's please. Um, the Jags, pretty good. I, they they handed the Ravens like one of their biggest losses in franchise history. Yeah, and and that, that's the, a pretty uh, big and, deal. And the and the only points that the Ravens were able to put on the board came in garbage time. Yep, it was. I remember. I did not watch the beginning of that game because it's like six. 30 in the goddamn morning yeah, yeah, right. out here to watch London games. Yeah. So I t- I woke up at like 7, 
or 7.30, and I just kind of like pulled up my phone. I looked at the score and went, that doesn't seem right. And then I went back <laughs> to sleep. <laughs> You're like, oh, that, that I must still be dreaming. Weird, yeah, realistic that, dream. That doesn't look right. Uh, and then I woke up again. I'm just like, oh, man, that must be that home field advantage for the Jags, you know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there, I mean, there are Jags fans over there. So the Ravens finally played a team that wasn't in Ohio yeah. and got shellacked. Yeah. So maybe let's cool it on the Ravens 2-0 thing. Yeah, and, and, and let's cool it on the Ravens defense a lot. Yeah. Please. Um, Blake Bortles just schooled you. Yeah. Um, don't talk about how good your defense is. Yeah, and, and, and to be fair, it, it seems like in in three games, Blake Bortles is nowhere near as bad as we thought he was going to be from his preseason play. So it's not all, right, like on the Ravens' defense, but the Jaguars put up 44 points on you. But yeah. The Jacksonville Jaguars... Or the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh wait, Jaguars. How do you how do you fucking Jaguars? There there it is. Jaguars. Jaguar. The London silly pussies. Yeah, the London silly pussies. Um, but but that's so that's the thing. Like I, do you, I, I, do you think it's like fair to if you're a Ravens fan and you're listening to this to like start being like in panic mode? I guess you can make excuses because you're you you did. I mean, it is overseas. It is more of a Jaguars home game than it is a Ravens home game. I mean, it's a joke, but it's true. Yeah, the Jaguars have been playing there more consistently. So, so that's like, a thing. Like London fans, if they don't pay attention to the rest of football, probably think Blake Bortles is a superstar. Oh God! Oh God! Oh, that's the that's about the saddest thing I think we've said on this podcast ever. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna have to go back through old podcasts because I'm sure we've said something far sadder than that. <laughs> probably, very, very. Yeah. You know, here's here's my take on that, and I was kind of mentioning it over this uh, like a recent comic and um, mm-hmm. on Twitter. But we're still in the early stages of the season. We really are. Where things are still very much up in the air, and we don't know what wins and what losses are flukes. Yeah. Because, like, let's look at the Redskins versus the Raiders game. Right. Like, going into this game, I don't think anyone would have predicted the Redskins would completely manhandle the Raiders. Right. I think we all more or less expected the Raiders to take care of business, even in Washington. I was going to say, I thought they were going to win a close game. Um, Yeah. But that's me. Like, it's in Washington, but I don't think anyone really has that high expectations for the Skins, and I don't think anyone really thought the Raiders were going to lose to them. So, but that's exactly what happened. Right. In eight weeks, we might be going, well, this loss was indicative of the problems that the Raiders have actually had since the beginning. Right. Because maybe the Raiders are underperforming. Right. We could also be saying, oh, we should have known beforehand that the Redskins were actually good because they beat a good Raiders team. We don't really know the which of these two teams is like for real if this loss was a fluke for one of them we don't know yet and it's like that across the league we're we still really don't know things are starting to take a little bit of shape but from at this point 
everything is still completely up in the air and every loss could be a fluke. You, you know what what game for me kind of exemplified that was Bengals Packers. Yes. I I have no idea I seriously I have no idea what to make of either of these teams. Right? Like I thought the Bengals Well, Bengals sucked. fans will be making alcohol in their bathtubs. Yeah, yeah, true. True, but I mean the Bengals gave the Packers a game, then again the Packers like the Packers lost bad uh, like last week uh uh to the to to Atlanta. I mean, I don't know I guess it was only an 11 point loss, but it didn't, it seemed a lot. It never felt like an 11 point loss. Yeah, it seemed, it seemed like it was a blowout. I like, I remember that being a blowout. It wasn't a blowout. I, like Bengals, are they, are they, we, they're, so there are a lot of 0-3 teams that. Are there? I thought they were like only like two or three. Well, yeah, there there are two or, well, I was going to say in terms of like the 0-3 teams, right? 0-3 teams right now, we got the Bengals. Who, the Giants. The, yeah, we got the Giants. We got the Chargers, who probably should be, like, I don't know. The wind is blowing a different direction one day. You know, they could be 2-1 and one easily. Uh, and then you got the 49ers, who, I mean, could have yeah. beat the Rams. Kind of, maybe. I don't know. It was yeah. a close game. I, I and then the, oh, and the Browns, who suck, so that's fine. But, but like I don't know, I don't know what to make of like the bank. Are they like are they actually trash? I don't think so. This is the first game where they've looked like a competent football team. Right, right, yeah. And Andy Dalton didn't look like he had his head fucking all the way up his ass. And, and AJ that might Green be a byproduct a of playing the Packers defense which is, against like yeah. the Falcons Jesus. and whoever they played week Terrible. 1 wasn't terribly imposing. No. No. Yeah, I mean they got Oh, like... so the Packers played Seattle week 1 and they didn't really get moving on offense until late in the game, but against Seattle's defense that makes sense. But mm-hmm. but but the Titans just dropped 33 points yeah, on Seattle's Seahawks. defense. Well, because the Seahawks... So who the fuck knows anything? Well, the, I mean, the Seahawks defense has been regressing for years. I, I read something the other day about how, like, Richard Sherman is in, like, is in the bottom, like, 25% of cornerbacks uh, in terms of, like, uh, receiving yards against, completed passes, quarterback rating against. I, it's like a... Um, I don't know if it's a pro football focused stat or something, but that he was like, he has not been very good. The Legion yeah, of Sherman's Boom definitely coasting a little exist. bit on yeah. reputation still. Oh yeah, and I mean he, more power to him if he wants to do that. But like, I mean he's he's got to back it up, right? Like yeah, I, I, I we're I think we are seeing a kind of passing of the torch, uh, and I never would have guessed this from like players like Richard Sherman and Patrick Peterson who like Patrick Peterson I remember like thinking he's like the future of the cornerback position I thought he was going to fucking be great and he's really good he just hasn't been as shut down as I think like you can pass against him Josh Norman has been goddamn amazing this season he who did he like someone was drawn at him was it amari cooper yeah 
Uh, yeah, and he was someone was drawn like I'm gonna go off for like two bucks in this game. I don't have 200 receiving yards, and then like Josh Norm was on him all day, and he ended up with like two receptions for eight yards, something like that. Yeah, uh, and like and yeah, I mean Josh Norman fucking loves to to jaw, and I mean he can back it up. So that's what he was saying. It was like if you're gonna talk, like back it up. Otherwise, shut your mouth, because I will talk and I will back it up. But that's because I can. And I was like, you know, you're a piece of shit. You are a piece of shit. But you have earned you have earned that um, uh, that little dig or that uh, that ice I don't, burn. Like Josh Norman is a football piece of shit, not like an actual. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah, like uh, sure. let's make that clear. I yeah. I don't think oh, no. Josh Norman is a bad person in any way. No, I, he's yeah, just I kind of a shit on the field. Did you? Did you and watch? It works for him. Two years ago, did you watch? There was a special. I forget if it was like ESPN Fox or or whatever. They they ran it before the game, and it was like thirty minutes of um. I think it was Aaron Andrews. Uh, was just like hanging out with Josh Norman, doing interviews and stuff. And Josh Norman took her to his like horse farm that he owns. And he like Josh Norman is a horse person. <laughs> like I could see that. I I, you know what? I could see that. I, I'll tell you what I couldn't. I mean I know um who uh, who is it? Uh, some dude has Von Miller right? Von Miller is going to be a farmer when he retires and Josh Norman's going to be like a fucking rancher. I fucking love it. I never like they, they cut. I remember this very specifically. I was actually, I'm in Atlanta now. I was in Atlanta when I was watching this segment. Um, they were like talking in like a studio or something. And then they just smash cut to them in a stable. And then Josh Norman's riding this horse and like, pretty good at it if i remember right he didn't have a saddle or anything he was just like up there fucking riding a horse because of because that's what you do when you're the best cornerback in football is you have a stable and you ride horses oh that's like cornerback 101 sam where is, have you been is get get horse have horse have stable have horse yeah. will 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 cover mm. i don't know works revis island was just the name of his ranch <laughs> oh That's awesome. There's an island out there, like off the coast of the Atlantic. It's called Rivas Island, and it's the most beautiful place in the world. Oats, as far as the eye can see, and just a bunch of the most beautiful, beautiful equine mammals with the strongest legs and fastest run speeds ever. Yeah, that's just where that's just where we Darrell Revis goes when he feels sad. He can be with, there with all of his horse friends. I'm trying. I'm looking at this week's slate of games that we just watched. Yeah, and I'm trying to find one that followed the script we all would have written beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I'm having trouble. Let, oh, okay, because even the see. teams that won didn't really win the way we would have expected them to. The, the Chiefs game, I think that. I, th- I mean, yeah. I, I guess I guess you would have expected the Chargers to play him a little bit closer. 
Oh, jeez. Oh, well, Cowboys Cardinals. I guess you can. I guess like, that's probably the one I would have picked. Yeah, is Cowboys Cardinals. Was, that's the one that follows the script. So I was really pissed. I I usually love um, uh, John Gruden, but I was really pissed at him, um, and uh, Sean McDonough because like the Cardinals had this drive. They were at like the four yard line, and, and this is late in the game, right? This is the score yeah. is seventeen to twenty eight. And they need so they obviously need a, a field goal and a, a touchdown. So it's fourth down. They're at the four yard line, and they're all talking about like kick the field goal, kick the field goal, kick the field goal. No, don't. No, don't. Yeah, go no, for that shit. Well, because because it's like I it's the right decision. Make money. Even if you even if you don't get it, because yeah. there's no guarantee that is going to be if you are within the five yard line are you kidding me there you no absolutely guarantee. go for that shit because a field goal you can try a long field goal there you go like maybe the eagles and make it yeah per chance yep yep there's but no if you need a touchdown you get a touchdown when you're close to getting a touchdown it is it is a waste like it is a waste of time to get to the five yard to put together a good drive that like gets to the five yard line and then decide, oh, we'll kick a field goal. If that's the tack you're gonna take, you gotta make that decision earlier. You gotta get to like the 30, and then on second yeah. down, kick a field goal. You know, if that's if that's what you're gonna do, just do that. But if you get to the like, I I am very glad that the Cardinals did that. And I, I remember I was watching it with Ray, and we were both like, I mean, they didn't get it. Good defense, like credit to the Cowboys, but that is that is the right coaching decision. And everyone after the game was like, they should have gone for the field goal. They should have gone for the field goal. And no, not in, not in any universe should they have wasted this drive that got them as close to a touchdown pretty much as you can get without punching it in. I mean, you can uh, criticize the play calling for sure, right? Like criticize the play calling. Don't, don't criticize the decision to go for it. It, it, it just baffled me that that was even a thing and i know like coaches are risk averse or whatever like going for it on fourth down or going for a two-point conversion oh. it's scary it's a scary thing but i i don't know i that that was just like okay shut up <laughs> it's a two score game pretty damn late in the game whenever it's late enough yeah. in the game that you need an onside kick to be successful to have a chance at winning. You don't want to. You don't want to have to score. You a go for the goddamn guy. touchdown. Yeah. Like if you if you need an onside kick to have any chance to win, yeah. you go for the goddamn touchdown. If you've got enough Especially time left that you think you can get the ball back, right? Then you kick the field goal. Then you take the points. Yeah. Oh, of course. But if you if you need two drives back to back based on an onside kick, you go for the fucking touchdown. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're like, because if you're if you don't have many timeouts, if you only have like one timeout left or zero timeouts left, the way the Cardinals did. Yeah. I. What are you gonna do if you recover that onside? Like you, you kick a field goal, right? There are, I don't know, like twenty seconds left in the game. You recover the onside kick. What the hell are you gonna do? Four hail marys. Yeah, I, I, I. It's I not guess. gonna work. It's it's not gonna work. The hail marys are extremely low percentage plays and an easy pickoff. Go for the fucking touchdown. Yeah, go for the touchdown. Shut up, John Gruden. Five. Come on. Yeah. Come on. 
Anyway, I'm, I'm, like, I'm sorry. All right, I just, like, like, John I Gruden, to... I typically love you, but um, maybe there's a reason you were fired. Uh, did you? Did oh, you? Excuse me. Did you see? Me. Did you see? Speaking of sportscasters who were fired, did you see that Brent Musburger really hates Tony Romo? No, like, I did not. He went in on Tony Romo, being like, "You're talking, you're talking all over your play, your Jim Nance, your play-by-play guy," and. Uh, you know, the more years you spend away from the league, the less familiarity you'll have with it, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, but, but it's fun. And the more Tony Romo talks and the less Jim Nance talks, it's, that's a good, that's a good thing. That's a plus. You, you see, I, I, I might have to push back on that for really? you. Really? Okay. I, I, I have watched a couple games with Tony Romo and I have felt he's a little excitable. I like that. That's I like it. It's just so like, new to me. You know, like it's it's okay. Like he's good when he talks, but he is talking a little much. Like, yeah, just give it. Like, like give. Like the whole point is just like the color guy does his thing. Like no, the the play by play guy. Yeah, he does his thing, and then the color guy adds color. Sure, it's yeah. not like. Play-by-play guy starts talking, and color guy's just like, oh, I'm going to do this. Like, no. Like, I think Tony Robo, he's still learning. Mm -hmm. He's already good. Yeah. He's still, but he's still learning, and I think he needs to build, like, a little bit more of, like, a communication. Like, you and me, we we still talk over each other occasionally. We've been doing this for a year. Mm -hmm. Like, Tony Robo, he's, he's got growing pains, and I have complete faith he'll iron them out. And... To his, uh, what's what's his face Musgraves' other point, Casey that Musgraves. <laughs> as the farther he away, the um, the farther away he gets from football, the less he'll be able to like predict everything. I don't think he's wrong about that. I think that's kind of what happened to Phil Sims. Yeah, Phil Sims, that's true. Used to kind of know what he was talking about, and like for the past half decade, he's just been complete nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 then again, I mean, I well, maybe this is me giving Tony Romo a lot of credit. Like, I think that seeing is seeing is this is how he likes to call games. Like, this is the way in which he does it. I mean, I think he'll prepare in a way that like keeps him up to date on that stuff. I mean, it's, I hope. It, this I is, hope. This and is to if me. If you've been in the booth for ten years, maybe you'll get a little lazy. Right. Fair. To me, to me, the reason I like Tony Romo is is because he has that kind of Gruden quality to him, where he is teaching me about the game. He he teaches me things that I do not know about the game, things that I don't know to look for. Like when when he sees the defensive backs like creep up on the line, and he's like, "Watch them, they're gonna." They're gonna fall back into coverage. I can tell because X, Y, Z. I can tell because like this is where the safeties are lined up or whatever. I, like I really appreciate that. He's I all- have no problem with that either. That like that part of Tony Romo is what makes him a good announcer yeah. because I feel like I'm learning. Right. It's just more about like cadence oh, and sure. that sort of yep, thing yep, yep. that I think he needs a little bit more time to work on. And he's just, he's still such an upgrade from Phil Sims God. that we're kind of in like yeah. the uh, the paradise, the uh, honeymoon stage of uh-huh. the relationship. We're like, oh, Tony Romo, yeah. you're the best. Yeah. But now, now, maybe now, like now from on, like maybe Tony Romo will move into our house and we'll start seeing like, oh, maybe Tony Romo leaves his fingernails all over the sink. Yeah, leaves like, the seat up. He's still great. 
but there's some problems that he could, you know, work on a little bit. We can have the roommate talk. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. That makes sense. Tony, Tony, I love you, man. I love how you do the laundry. I love how you vacuum, but you gotta... You got to do your dishes. Man. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I the dishwasher doesn't work. It, you know this, Tony. It doesn't work. So don't just, like, throw things in there. You made pasta with, like, marinara sauce. That's going to stick to the plate, and it's not going to come out. You made queso and, lift, and left it in the pot. Now it's green. You I, ate cereal out of the bowl, but then left the little chunks of cereal within the bowl without rinsing the bowl out. So now the little chunks of cereal are like fused to the inside of the bowl, and it's impossible to clean. I remember the last You've had time. this happen, right? I'm not the only person no, who's no, had to you, deal with you that have, problem, right? I, I have, and, and that reminds me of the reason I don't eat oatmeal anymore. <laughs> yeah I, it's, it is. you have to rinse the bowl out you have to wash the bowl like immediately done you, or that stuff you, is fusing or the or you you are out one bowl <laughs> you, you yeah. just, unless well i guess this is the brilliance about like the uh the quaker oats like single serve like microwave or just add like boiling water oatmeal little cups that they do you have to worry about it that then it's just you throw it away well you have to worry about the environment sam well, Don't you care about the environment? No. All those little cups that you're throwing away are killing birds that are too dumb to realize that they shouldn't eat them. That they shouldn't eat oatmeal? They shouldn't eat my oatmeal leftovers? <laughs> no, they shouldn't. Fair. Fair. Fair enough. Welcome welcome to Serial Talk with Dave and Sam. I'm your host, Sam. This is my other host, Dave. And uh, we have opinions Hi. on Serial Cereal is important to us. Yeah. We hope it's important to you. I had I had quinoa for dinner tonight. That's a cereal that counts. Wait, quinoa is a cereal? Yeah, like barley. It, it's, it's like base ingredient of cereal. Oh, well, I wouldn't call that a cereal. Well, uh, no, it's a cereal grain, like not a breakfast okay. cereal. Like oats, okay. are, oats are both like a cereal grain and like a breakfast cereal too. It's weird. You see, when I think cereal, I think breakfast cereal. Yeah. I don't think grain. You don't think grain. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's not where my mind goes. And I think that's uh, where most, most of America's people, mind yeah. doesn't go. Yeah. Like, I, I think everyone's going to side with me on no, that. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, and I would, too. I totally would, too. <sighs> All right. I want to talk, talk about, about the, Patri- other... the, the Texans hanging 33 yeah. points on the Patriots. Are you yeah, and here's me? another game where, like, if you looked at the final result, maybe you, like, you would have been like, oh, of course the Patriots won. But this game came down to the wire, and it was actually real good. Yeah, yeah. and well, and the Texans were winning for, like, you know, yeah. the early going of this game. And outside a typical Brady miracle pass right at the end there, they probably would have they won. They would have won. They would have taken that home somehow. Yep. Jesus Christ. I mean, good on Deshaun Watson, my boy. And by my boy, I mean, I did the that predicting thing on him. And again, like, we're still we'll flashback to earlier in the episode, week three. We still don't know what's a fluke yet. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Absolutely the Patriot, like, not. all right, obviously anyone who called Brady old, Brady looks fine. Yeah, he looks fine. But the Patriots look like they might actually legitimately have a few issues on the team. Defense. Defense has got some problems. I've got a lot Offensive of line has got some problems. Yeah. Well, Tom Brady's being hurried a lot, like a lot. Yeah. He, 
he doesn't get sacked much because he's I mean he's never gotten sacked much that's fucking what he does like rolls out and then finds anyone wide out like Gronk wide open like just making himself some room and that's what he does but mm-hmm. like it doesn't bode it doesn't bode well for the way the season is going to go if he's being hurried to the like percentage that he is i'm actually gonna look up that stat because i want to like tom brady qb hurries brady has played uh two good defenses so far let's yeah let's keep that in mind like he got beat up by the chiefs which have a good defensive line and he got beat up by the texans defensive line which let's be real has a whole bunch of good players on it mm-hmm. um yeah. you know uh jj Mick America, uh, yeah. Davian Clowney, and Whitney Merciless, the best name for a football player ever. Yeah, oh God, I always, I always confuse him, uh, Whitney Merciless, with God, God's, God's dirt chairless. The less peoples is. I forget about Goster chairless. Don't forget about Goster chairless. <laughs> I can't find uh, a hurry percentage. Uh, for Tom Brady specifically, which sucks, but uh, I I gotta assume it's pretty high up there. Uh, Malcolm yeah. Butler's really been the like only bright spot in their defense. Like you can pretty much pass anywhere else on them. Uh, speaking of Tom Brady, yeah, um, my wife my took wife. a screenshot of an amazing thing that of an amazing graphic that popped up on the games last week it was on the colts browns game okay and they apparently asked brady like pros and cons to jacoby brissett because obviously he oh, sure. played with jacoby brissett yeah, yeah, yeah. F- for a little Form while and so he listed like the pros and he listed the cons his cons were all like technical like needs to work on timing like oh, needs God. to like that kind of thing what like were the pros like, can i can constructive I critique real, can i guess real quick what the pros were yes was it like Good listener. Has good taste in pizza toppings. Uh, let me borrow my uh, his copy of Pink Floyd's The Wall on vinyl that one time. Uh, let me let me borrow his BMX bike when I wanted to uh, when my car broke down and I had to to bike to practice. Was it like shit like that? The last one on the list was Great Smile. No. <laughs> I shit you not, one of the things Brady came up with when told to give compliments to a former teammate was he has a great smile. This dude is a psychopath. I mean, we we know this, right? That's the most goddamn Brady thing ever. He is is an insane person, right? Like, I'm not the only one who thinks this. Like, say something nice about your coworker. Um, well, uh, he's... He's a hard worker, which I believe was another one. Well, but like, but specifically like, in the context of fun, you're, you're asking not like say something nice about your coworker, like nice smile, that's fine, like you know, a little bit weird, but fair enough. List pros and cons to this coworker that you have in the workplace, like cons, you know, doesn't really display like leadership qualities when put in charge of a project. Sometimes comes in five minutes late. Pros, I mean, he's in my carpool, right? Like, <laughs> he gave me a lift once, yeah, you know? Right, right. I, As in, I ordered a lift and he was uh, 
driving because he's a rookie third or fourth <laughs> round yeah. draft pick who's making no money by the NFL. So he has to drive. So he has to, he has to have his side off. hustle. He has to get a side hustle on. That's fucking. Did he say what, what was one of the pros like a football? None thing? of the pros were technical. None of the pros were technical. I'm sure it they was were all like, like good arm. He's got a good arm or whatever. Yeah, like right? good arm, like highly motivated. Oh fuck you! Great smile. Like it, it was pathetic. You'd say that about anybody. Like, it, so bad. You, that's and the really fucked up thing about that is like when you can compare and contrast that with the things like, yeah, you know, he, he blew a lot of smoke for the pros, which is which would have been fine at least for me. It wouldn't have been as psychotic if he weren't able to go through and list mechanically, like, holds the ball too long in the pocket, or, like, doesn't know when to roll out, or struggles uh, making his third and fourth reads, right? I would have been more okay with it if, like, the cons were shit, like, had some really stinky farts. Yeah, right, right, like, bullshit like that. Which is absolutely a fair con about a person. Well, yeah, I mean, again, bringing it back to Von Miller, I guess. But, um, yeah, yeah, well, (laughs) it, it displays how Brady thinks. Like, if you slight Tom Brady, if you, if you, if you do anything bad to Tom, he will remember. He, 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 I bet he has fucking lists. I bet he has, I bet he has fucking lists in his house that are alphabetized and very clearly organized by like last name and position of everybody he has ever played football with from peewee on up to now and they're they are lists of personal deficiencies (laughs) that everyone he has ever met has and like his uh his kids like it's a room like in the back of the house oh and it's in dark and it's locked up he's and his kids are like daddy why can't i go in the back room and brady's just he just like his face goes into shadows just like son you must never go you in must... daddy's grudge room yeah the grudge room. daddy's grudge room is off limits the the real joke is it's just full of pornography it's just it's just chock full of, of weird pornography I guess I'm trying well, to think both. of what kind of pornography Tom Brady would be into. And I feel like it would have to be like really competitive pornography. Oh yeah. Well maybe maybe it's not even porn. Maybe it's like maybe he just like gets off to like you know WWE Raw. <laughs> I mean, it's a bunch of very attractive muscular men and women like hugging a lot. And feats of athletic skill and prowess. Oh, here's know. an aside for you. Speaking of um, athletic sports where people hug a lot, uh-huh. I ended up watching a UFC fight. Yeah. Just kind of randomly by chance this past weekend. And it just kind of reminded me of why I've never really been able to get into it. Mm-hmm. It's because it seems like every single match just kind of devolves into grappling on the ground. Yeah. Which... To someone who doesn't know, like, all the technical aspects of how to grab people and all stuff, it just kind of looks like dudes vaguely sort of humping each other. It does. It does. If, if you And know, it's not very exciting. I, I was watching. It was really helpful. I watched uh, a UFC match with one of uh, one of my friends who's, like, really, really into it. Not, like, not like in a douchebag way, right? But, like, kind of knows what they're talking about. 
you always have yeah. to couch that right with people who like ufc it's like yeah they they like ufc but like uh, they're not one of those ufc fans right they're <laughs> i always have to couch it but uh he taught me to know like who's in who's in control uh when that kind of stuff is happening like what to look for even if someone is like on top well this is just gonna sound like sex now when i depending on who's on top it's who's actually what it looks control. like yeah it's just yep. i watch it just kind of looks if you don't really know what you're doing it just kind of looks like humping and i'm watching it and i'm like i bet if i understood all these grapple moves i yeah. could still kind of appreciate it but I'm still just watching two people kind of writhe around on the ground trying to get subtle different grips to change things around. And then all of a sudden it's over when somebody manages to get like a footlock. Yeah. I'm like, ah, okay. My favorite. Like UFC is kind of fun when they're legitimately punching each other. My, my favorite part though in any UFC match is when they're punching each other a lot. And then the person who's getting punched a lot just kind of comes in and gives the other person a big hug just to get the referee to separate them so that they can yeah. just like have a sec. <laughs> it's like, come here, come here, give me a hug. I need a sec. Time out, time out, please. Just time out. Uh, so we only got like 10 minutes left yeah, on this. I, and I would be remiss if we didn't get to the lions yeah, and oh, their right. magical ability yeah, to get Jesus. screwed over by weird rules this one over was, this one, and over again. This one was the right call. I like, and I gotta like, I want to say that here because it was the right call and like the rule to me makes sense. But like, I mean, you can go like, go ahead. I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but. but I'm just kind of pointing out that it seems like the lions have found inventive ways to lose games yeah. because of weird refereeing situations yeah. that like they happen to all teams, but they seem like they happen with edit extra frequency to the Lions. Like, the Lions fans yeah. have, like, this meme where it's Detroit versus everybody or the greatest rival in the NFL is Detroit versus the refs. Yeah. But there's some weird shit that has happened to the Lions. And you're just, just thinking back. Like, there was this game, this game that just happened, mm -hmm. which was stupid. Um, yeah. Last year, if you kind of remember, there was a game where I think the Lions were playing the Seahawks. And it was sort of a duel pass interference in the end zone yes they called that. it on the lions player mm -hmm. but they didn't call it on the seahawks player paul richardson paul richardson of the seahawks had darius slay's face mask basically in his, turning his head around his on his spine yeah. and they didn't call that part like it was the most obvious face mask of all time but they called the they called the Lions on it, and of course, it gave the Lions, like, it gave the Seahawks a first and goal on the no yard line. Right. Later in that same game, Megatron is going for the end zone, mm -hmm. fumbles it, and Bobby Wagner, or whoever it was on the Seahawks, bats the ball out of the end zone, which is illegal. Yeah. The ref was right there, didn't call it. Then, of course, you obviously have a couple years ago with the infamous, uh, versus the Cowboys in the playoffs with the uh, non with the pass interference call that was picked, was picked up, up and then right. just kind of weirdly ignored when it was very obvious. Yeah. 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 You know, the mega whole Megatron rule by itself. Like there's been a lot of weird shit that has happened to the lions specifically to them. They, I mean, they come up with new and inventive ways to lose games. I, I think you, I think you said it right the first time it's, 
Oof. It's rough. Because the Lions are going to be good this year. I mean, Matt Stafford has been earning his new shiny paycheck, at least as well as you can expect him to. And they made it a game. Like, they did. It didn't look good for the Lions early on, but they made it a game. They did. They did. They did. And if uh, if Golden Tate didn't, you know, <laughs> didn't stop at the one-yard line, or if the Lions hadn't mismanaged their clock, you know, maybe the Falcons would be 2-1 and one right now, and the Lions would be 3-0. Maybe. That's... Some weird stuff. Yeah, it re- it really is. I, oh oh, but before okay, so I know we're I know we're we're coming up on the end right now, right? But I do mm-hmm. want to I do want to ask you this quote. We don't usually do prognostication here, but okay. but Cincinnati Cleveland, one of these teams will not be, uh, oh and four. Uh, after next week. No, they will both be 0, 3, three and, and 1. one. Oh my god. I'm sorry. That was so buck wild that I knocked my microphone over. Jesus. <laughs> okay. I hope to God that happens. Please. I genuinely um, have no idea who's going to win this game. Man. I, well, because both of, both of these teams have had good games, or at least, well, relatively. Both of these right? teams have shown flashes that they can be okay. They can the Bengals be most terrible. recent game, they looked like yeah. they could do it. Yeah. And the Browns have done some things they put in each points game. On the board. Like the Browns but, have not struggled to put points yeah. on the board. I I I don't know. I'm I'm going to call it for uh the Browns. See, I was going to say I, I was going to say I think the Browns take it too and I think Bengals Is it in Cincinnati like, or is it in Cleveland? I I think it is in Cleveland. Okay. I'm going to call it for the Browns. I have zero confidence in my choice. It it is a coin flip, but I'm calling it for the Browns, so if the Browns win next week, I'm the man. Yep, there you go. There you go. Speaking of people uh, calling people, I do want to I do want to point out that I was totally right about Kyrie Irving's flat Earth uh, theory. If you missed it, <laughs> you... you were right. Kyrie Irving pulled out the puppet master defense. He did, and that that it's just like I was actually trolling you all along. I, see, I would I would I would agree with the normal reaction to this, which is like, okay, no, fuck you. You're just trying to dig yourself out of this hole, right? I would agree with No, I think he might be legitimately telling the truth. Kyrie seems like a weird dude. Yeah, so so that's that thing. I would I would agree with with the that take, if not for two things. One, I called it, so obviously I have some skin in the game here, right? And two, <laughs> you'd think he would have just kind of dropped if if it were an actual like, oh no, I I don't actually believe that. You'd think he would have said that earlier when everyone was laughing at him about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, he kind of just, like, revealed the truth a little bit later yeah. than he probably should have. Yeah, right, right. So, like, I'm, I'm like, what is the, the end goal to this? Which you did was to just, like, see who would believe it. <laughs> so here's my problem with you, Kyrie Irving. Even if you legitimately were just straight up trolling and just doing it to get a reaction, okay, fine. You helped ignorance yeah. thrive. Yeah. You helped inspire idiocy because you knew this was 
bad and wrong and stupid, and you did but you went along with it, yeah. and people look up to you, and you know that, and you helped foster an extremely stupid piece of ignorance. You know, B.O.B. has like a go So you know what, Kyrie thing. Irving? Fuck you. <laughs> B.O.B. has like a GoFundMe right now for like flat earth theory research. Oh, yeah. That's a real thing. Mm. Uh, uh. Probably don't donate to that. Unless, like, you pay, like, $15. Can we fire all the people who believe in Flat Earth into space so that with their last dying breath, they realize they were wrong? Well, you'd have to do it, like, you'd have to launch them into space at a diagonal, right? They'd have to yeah. be they'd have to be orbiting for a little bit so that they actually see that. Well, no, you you just have to go up high enough that the curve becomes far more apparent. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I guess that's right. That's right. If you if you look up at the uh, like you can you can technically see it from an airplane. Just launch him higher than an airplane, and things will start to take shape, a round shape. Right. Yeah, but but then who's to say it's not just like a a, a CD style like circle and not a sphere? You know, that's why I'm saying you gotta <sighs> you gotta you gotta send <sighs> them on a on an angle so that they orbit the 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 earl the worth the world i mean if we like want to just funnel them into a spaceship and just loop them around the earth a few times yeah just so they can kind of see it and then and then they come back and we'd be like or they or they all right or they don't now what or they don't or what if what if also they just don't come back they just become dead dead satellite they're 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 um, they're <laughs> they become a moon now the flat earth or moon <laughs> And how ironic is it that the flat Earth or moon in, like, thousands upon thousands of years when the force of gravity crushes all their skin and bones into a new uh, planetoid slash asteroid slash actual moon that it will be spherical? Because that's the fucking way gravity works! Mm-hmm. That is how it works. And, Sam? Yes. We've got, like, two minutes. Yes. So we're going to have to blow through this real fast. Yeah, please, please. But if we go this entire podcast without mentioning the Bears' tremendous fuck-up, yeah, yeah, yeah. we will have failed as football we have, pundits. We will have failed everybody. The Bears tried their damnedest to lose that game, and they still won. And they still won somehow. And they still how? won. <laughs> Mike Lennon completed, like, two passes. Two, two passes it, for, like, three how did yards. How did they win this stupid game? Yeah, I... I they... they Ran back a kick. They blocked a kick. Mm-hmm. They ran it back. And then the guy, he didn't even really Deshaun Jackson it because Deshaun Jackson just drops the ball himself. He just slows down and starts sauntering for, at like yeah. the 10-yard line yeah. because apparently you don't realize that, you know, they're hustling too. Yeah. And then it gets knocked out. And then it's a whole freaking thing. And it's like 20 minutes to get everybody back onto the field so they can give the Bears like an extra play. Right. It was so bizarre. It was so weird. And the, the the weird thing, the weirdest thing for me is like Jordan Howard didn't have a terrible game either, right? Like Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen both had pretty good games. They both averaged over six yards per carry. It was just like everything else about this game was a fucking circus. It act. went into overtime at seventeen points. Yeah. Yeah, what fucking game does that? Which, by the way, it wouldn't have gone into overtime if What's-His-Face had run into the end zone right. instead of sauntering. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Whoever did did that 
return. Jesus. Can you imagine if the Bears had lost this game? Like, do you think that player, I forget his name, would have a job this morning? Oh, he'd, he'd have a job. He'd have a job at all. Chicago would be out in the streets calling for his head. Speaking of, speaking of, the fact that that they have not trotted out Trubisky yet is really yeah, worrisome. That's against your, uh, yeah. He's, I, I know this that, is what, I think what I more or less predicted was that Mike Lennon was going to have to have like a bad stretch yeah, I, of a few games. And then they're going to put Trubisky in. He has though. Yeah. But when I say bad stretch of games, I'm thinking like three, okay. maybe four, unless it's two really bad games. Like he's had one really, one really bad, bad game, game and then a couple like Last week bad. wasn't this bad. This yeah. week was real bad. Yeah. But they won. But they won, so. So it's getting a little muddled. Right. Right. I just like the. I think we'll still see Trubisky by midseason. I, well, so the thing that I am now thinking is like if they haven't put him in by now, what I'm, what I'm starting to think of, hey, he probably fucking sucks. Like. Yeah. I don't think they're. I don't think they're just like stashing. No, him. I think he's. You know, just I, I don't think he does. I think that's. It's just a John Fox is yeah. a fan of the old veteran. He's the crusty old guy who likes people who have experience sure. kind of deal. And I don't think Fox is going to play Trubisky until Fox's job is like really, really close to ending. Like so, after so you a mean couple like what? Like bad week losses. Fifteen. <laughs> no, no, like week eight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah, I don't think because his ass is already on fire. Yeah, but I, I don't think he he's makes still it. got like some of his clothes are still kind of like charred and burned, but they're not like gone yet. Yeah, you can. And see... he's not completely up in flames. When he's completely up in flames, but still technically on the chair. Yeah, that's when we'll see Trubisky. Okay, because that's when he's going to be desperate. I buy that. I buy that. Do you think there's anything that John Fox could do uh, this season to save his job in the realm of possibility? So like. Like, not winning the division, because that's never going to happen, but, like, making the playoffs and winning a game, maybe? If or, he like, makes winning, the playoffs winning a wild card game? And I think if he makes the playoffs, he probably survives. Okay. Because it's not, like, the last year of his contract. Yeah, that's true. And if he that's makes true. the playoffs, like, that's that's a step yeah. forward. Yeah. And that's and that's what you got. you have to show. You have to show a step forward. If, if you don't show forward progress or you slip backwards then then you're in trouble unless but if you show a step forward wife. then people are like hmm well maybe he's got something going now you know he's they've taken a step forward maybe <laughs> next year they'll get past the wild card round and they'll do okay oh man Everything I think John Fox could easily save his job with a playoff berth. Okay. If only because Chicago is dumb. But I do not expect him to last the season. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, if, I'm if much... he, He's gone at the end of the year. This team is not good enough to compete for the playoffs. Like, honestly, if they do compete for the playoffs, maybe he should keep his job yeah. because there's no reason this team should make the playoffs. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> then everyone is really overperformed. Like, if he takes Mike fucking Glennon, to the playoffs, like maybe John Fox deserves to keep his maybe job. He deserves a coach of the year award. And lastly, right before we go, Richard Sherman committed three penalties on the same play and it was really funny. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't mention that when I was talking about him earlier. I totally forgot. Forgot about it. I forgot. Richard Sherman committed defensive pass interference 
The ball was intercepted. He then held the guy on the ground to commit holding. And then, arguing with the ref, he yeah. took his helmet off on the field, which is a personal foul. Yeah. Good job, Richard Sherman. That was That's a hat trick penalty on one play. I don't know if you can get more penalties than that on a single play. Like, A-plus Sherman, class, class act on penalty giving. Good job. Well done. Well done, Sam. Yes. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Sam Grzezes, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S-E-S, at kissingabankatrump.com, and on Twitch at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Dave? I am Droplate Dave Reposher. You can find me on Twitter at Droplate Dave, on Facebook at the Droplate Comic, on Patreon, on Instagram at Droplate Dave, and of course, on the Droplate.com. Thank you for listening. We will continue to try and remember Joe Buck ruining things. Oh, yeah. So if you come up with more stuff, doesn't even have to be sports related. Just just keep them coming, and I'll try and write them down, and maybe we'll do like a little Joe Buck skit every week. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs>